of all Champions League goalkeepers I've seen, and Carrius included, what about the fella in the goal for Villarreal? Carrius included is the worst thing any Liverpool <laughs> fan can say. That's the harshest. Well, Carrius was hopeless, wasn't he? OTB AM, live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. Uh, five to nine and good morning to you wherever it is you're at delighted to have you with us Keeper Combs coming in Ronan Agar good morning to you Adrian how are you good thanks you're looking very relaxed there for a man who's just over 24 hours out from the biggest game of the season um, yeah well, yeah. I didn't think about it like that but uh, yeah it's another week it's an important week big game for the club big game for for us home quarterfinals so uh, yeah it's exciting this is why we get involved in, in the game so um, yeah it's good to be relaxed I think but we know that there's serious business to be done as well Is all the planning from your point of view done now or is there still do you use that last 24 hours to lock more stuff off or is it all done and dusted? Yeah you do yeah kind of Thursdays are big training so we had average training yesterday so you have to kind of I suppose pick the peak key points out of that uh, present it to your players and then we kind of do what's a captain's run which means that the captain obviously uh, and the leaders in the group take take that session and um, I suppose a time for I suppose the replacements or finishers whatever way you want to call them they get more time I suppose in the position that they could be uh, featuring in tomorrow so uh, yeah kind of a um, not much intensity, but you need to be mentally alert, obviously. Um, Montpellier, you probably couldn't have handpicked better their opposition, obviously, last weekend in, in the sense of Bordeaux and whatever about the outcome and, and Bordeaux won that match. But it, how much of a help was that given how well you've got to know Bordeaux over the last few weeks? Very little, really. I think right. there's... It's very little transfer, obviously, with the history of the French home and away record and how difficult it is but then also you're looking at a different competition different referee um, and it's crazy how quickly I suppose teams lose and get formed in France uh, so I mean the reaction I suppose of, of a lot of our French players would have been they would have preferred an Irish or an English team in, in, in a quarterfinal going against their own makes it I think a little bit more difficult for them mentally but I suppose the most important thing is that we're playing at home. It would be far more difficult to go into Montpellier, but they've already come here and won in the top 14. So uh, they were in better form and that did happen. Uh, I think we've got better as the season has gone on. So uh, tomorrow is a good opportunity for us. I remember chatting to you 12 months ago about that this point, almost this exact point of the season where it's that week-on-week nature of every game almost being a season-defining game and sort of post last weekend for yourselves I guess it's in that uh, mould now from week to week both in terms of Europe and, and domestically as well what or how much did you learn from last week that you're, or last year that you're now been able to apply to this type of a run in yeah it's actually got uh, I don't think I think it's been is it three times in the history of the top 14 over 100 years I think from with two weekends to go that we don't know anyone for the top six. So it's crazy. Incredible. Yes. Uh, so, you know, I think, as you say, learning from last year, we were always, you know what I mean, kind of uh, in the top two in the league last year. Um, and we put a big emphasis on that, but I probably think with a little bit of hindsight, there's there's different ways of 
probably trying to achieve what you do want to achieve. So the focus this year is to being in the six. But as we know now, getting into the six is going to be very difficult. Like it is for every other team, we're not in a better or worse position than anyone else. But uh, as you say, uh, what becomes interesting from this week on, on is that hopefully you play a quarter-final. Uh, if you proceed, you play a semi-final. Then the following week, it's essentially... Uh, uh, a one-eighth of a final against that France. It's your second last league game, which uh, you mean, I don't think there'll be a season like this for four French teams anyway that they're competing in qualifying stages of the Champions Cup but also trying to keep their domestic hopes alive. So it makes it fascinating and, you know, and put emphasis on on, uh, on your group as opposed to your team. Uh, and with that, uh, that, that becomes very important the fact that uh, I suppose how you've managed um, all your players since last July because some people are under rugby, some people are over rugby, uh, and you're trying to just get, I suppose, the energy levels at that uh, level where you know you have enough for 80 minutes, which is always a very, very delicate balancing act. Can I, can I ask just to loop back to something we were chatting about earlier in relation to how you're using the next 24 hours? How are you? managing like are you having using that time to have individual conversations with people like either by way of arm around the shoulder stuff or a bit of prodding or poking or tactics or how specifically will you use that 24 hours um well we 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 train uh two o'clock uh and uh there might be a little one or two nuggets in 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 the video of training yesterday for for a few guys but essentially um, you know, I mean, you just, I suppose, that's where trust comes into it. I think you got to um, know your players and kind of, I suppose, if something jumps out at you, you'll be able to, to tweak it. But uh, what you don't want to be doing either, like at this stage, when they get into the heat of battle, are they going to remember the conversation mm. tomorrow as of today? I'm not too sure, Adrian. So I think you're trying to declutter them and make sure that they're kind of excited for, for what's ahead and... Uh, I mean, I think the the interesting thing for me is that they they kind of trust their instincts and get to that uh, mental space of of trusting their autopilot, and it becomes automatic for them, and and they play with flow and they play with, I suppose, freedom and uh, within within a, a roughly defined uh, framework, as opposed to I need you doing this here, you know. Yeah, you would talk about the heat of battle there. There was another clip doing the rounds this week. I'm sure it wasn't lost on you. Um, what happened between yourself and the Toulouse coach? Oh, just a difference of opinion. You know that happens. It was very, uh, very controlled. You know, it's kind of uh, just difference of opinion around the tackle, whether arms were used or not. Uh, I said from the video, you can see he clearly wraps, and he just uh, didn't agree. So. Uh, that's okay, you know, you kind of just uh, make your point and move on. He had a cheeky little wink to his um, coaching staff, I presume, which felt like, uh, you know, I'm a die-the-grave man to be winding him up. Yeah, exactly, but sure, that's, you know, this part of the cinema, as they say in France, that's, that's I think, a lot of a lot of coaches or a lot of people actually enjoy screen time. It's, it's fascinating, I think, the emphasis they put on uh, the media over here in the fact is that maybe the more screen time you get the more important you are while 
I suppose in the business of high performance, it's 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 what you do with your group and what medals you've won uh, in your career, and that's the most important thing for me. Of course, we wouldn't get carried away with any sideline antics in this country. I mean, it's not like there's been a, a handshake between uh, two hurling greats that's been under the microscope here all week or anything. Uh, like, it's, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Owen. I, I, I don't have a... I'm just looking at a, a dark black screen, so that's why I didn't say hello at the start. Excuse me. I, I, I not at all. He's always lurking here, Ronnie. You just bear that, always bear that in mind. He's lurking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, lurking yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. A good carry, man. Did Absolutely. you see the Cody Shefflin handshake? I did, yeah. I did, um, but I only saw the clip, you know, and I think there's always, uh, to comment accurately, you need context, you know, and I hadn't seen anything throughout the game. I could see the body language of either of them through the game or at the end of the game, but obviously it was, uh, uh, it was a cold handshake, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I so I heard, saw somebody saying afterwards that they, it's well possible the two of them were laughing away about it afterwards, which I think we should all bear in mind. Like when you're talking about these things, we tend to, to get very po faced about them, and the reality behind the scenes might be um, something entirely different. Of course, um, had you I, had you any calls from Munster the Munster group this week? If I can be that specific about it, anybody on to you saying, "Listen, we need a steer on this or that ahead of the game tomorrow"? No, 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 no. It's it's. Um um, I don't have any 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 links really with the current group. You know, I, I, I'm friendly with a few players, um, but there's great value in the saying, "When you're gone, you're gone." So. <laughs> what well, if you were if the call was to come? What would you be saying? Um. Well, you can't be as inaccurate as we were. If you if you want to take down a championship team like Toulouse, you've got to be accurate. We we turned over the ball eighteen times when we had the ball within our uh, our control. So that skills that is our, our our skills that us down under pressure is that because we were playing in a fantastic soccer stadium where the crowd were pumping and they were got under our skin, or did we lose concentration and and and. Uh, exit from the shows that have worked for us well all season. Uh, I think there's a combination of, of of reasons for why we didn't get the job done last weekend, but I think they'll see enough uh, from our scraps to give them uh, a lot of confidence. And you also, I suppose, um, combine that with their performance in Tolman Park. I think it was uh, in, a, in a COVID stadium where... Uh, there weren't supporters and Munster had them on the ropes, but they just didn't have the knockout punch. Uh, they tore them apart at times. And I remember watching that game afterwards, just reviewing it uh, for myself. Uh, they really stressed Toulouse. Um, what, what, what Toulouse uh, most definitely have an advantage is that they're mentally very, very strong. So, I mean, if they go behind, they still have that capacity to, to win the big games and, and, uh, you know, I think you saw again for people who watched it, uh, the value of Dupont, you know, it wasn't with the ball, it was just him chasing and harrying uh, Brice Doulan to force a rush kick and charged on seven points. That's that's immeasurable in, in close game. Monster, I think, would have seen enough about how they can go, go about uh, dismantling Toulouse. And like, had, had it not been an empty Thoman Park last year as well, when you talk about that belief to come from behind, like maybe that gives Munster an extra kick in, in that fixture. So, like, I think that's an interesting element going into to the Aviva Stadium th- this weekend is that if that feels like a real Munster home game and if the two sides haven't moved too far apart in the last couple of years, it could have a really significant impact on the outcome. Yeah, 
Yeah, I could own. I think it's going to be tight. I think, well, obviously, it seems like there's a good spell of weather over Europe at the minute, so you're going to have a, a fast pitch. The Aviva is brilliant for playing, I suppose, high-tempo rugby. Uh, and also the space because it's a proper rugby pitch for, for, for a really effective kicking game. Uh, you'd find at times that Ramas will be in the backfield on his own, so it'll be interesting, I suppose, tactically to see how months ago about uh, finding space against them, but there will be space. Um, but, uh, you know, it's you still got to remember that Toulouse have, to have 10 of that 23 Grand Slam winning team on, on, on their books, so they have quality everywhere. Um, but I just think uh, you mean, the Colby factor, him taking him out of that, the X factor that Dupont and Colby had together is something I feel that Toulouse are missing. Is it enough to stop them? I'm not sure. A player in the backfield on his own is made for a runner Gareth style ball on the string, kick to the corners. Yeah, it most definitely is nowadays. Yeah, if you're 14 in the front line, especially with the 50 22. Uh, uh, so, attacking, kicking games, I think what really what separates um, the top teams, I think you look at um, England a few years ago were really, really excellent with probably five kickers in their back line. Um, you know, I think uh, Saracens were doing it really well for, for a period of time as well. Um, Finn Russell for Racing does it really well. Um, the obviously Leinster attacking kick threats are, are very very uh, hard to defend. So it's it, it is an area I think that's underappreciated in the game for unlocking I suppose uh, these kind of rush defenses. It doesn't it doesn't all need to come from the boot of Joy Carberry I guess is that the part of what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, exactly. The way the game is going, if you have a thirteen who's accurate with his foot, it makes such a difference because especially kind of from your twenty two to the halfway line. How defences, I suppose, uh, measure up in terms of where their 11, 15, and 14 are. If they're deep, they obviously gonna, you're going to exit with your hands. But if they're not deep, it's better if you can kind of go 10 to 13, and 13 has a decision depending on what the defending winger is doing. If their winger and 15 push up, he can kick it in behind him. If not, he just plays a pass to his 15, and you see that with Ireland with Hugo Keenan kicking in the wide channels. Uh, and Simon Zebo for Munster with his left foot especially it becomes a very very hard option to defend uh, I noticed in your Irish Examiner column this morning you were talking about how well got uh, Joey Carberry is in France um, so I don't know I, I, I part of me was a bit surprised by it almost because there's a little narrative that has taken on here now that like maybe Joey Carberry would be better served at full t- uh, 15 full time and you're bringing in one of the other young bucks at 10 but that's not your reading of it or is it? No, because so Adam is more the, the French staff. I think when when I'd say this comes from the Ireland France game, and on reflection, I'd say these people have poured over the video ten times. Mm. And I think, yeah, I mean, he's going into that game with so little Test rugby, if not uh, Champions Cup rugby, under his belt, and to put in a performance like that, I think uh, they, I think they fear his running threat, his capacity to. To you know, play in behind the pods of forwards and go through the hole. He has a blistering pace, but I think uh, we haven't seen that frequently enough. Uh, probably in the last six months, but you re- you remember the early stages of his career. He was doing it every second game. 
So I think his big point of differences is running threat. Yeah. So is that a, a confidence thing that that just ratchets up over the next little while? Confidence in his own body, even. It's very interesting, on because I think when you're in an old half, probably the areas he was probably told to work on is putting more structure in his game and get bringing out the best in players around. And sometimes you forget what got you to this point. And I think uh, when you look at, uh, at Joey Carberry, all his rugby career, uh, he was a brilliant runner, epitomised, I suppose. We remember that break against uh, in Murrayfield when he uh, had the power to break through the two Scottish forwards and throw out a delicious pass to left to right to Keith Earls for Ardley to score. Uh, but he, he, he was doing that in the blue jersey as well, very, very well. Um, but I think for Munster, the fact is that hopefully now this is his patch to drive on, to kick on, because for the last 24 months, he's been uh, really, really, I suppose, um, challenged by differing lower limb injuries. Is it a case where he's essentially just stripped it back to the basics then, on top of the injuries, uh, to try and, I guess, get the, the bread and butter part of the out half roll down? And it's about refinding that spark, having, you know, really sharp, like his, his place kicking has always been excellent, but it's, it, it is, it's noticeably excellent at the moment. And then also the kind of structured playmaking element of his game as a number 10. Is it just about nailing those down and then adding the spark back to his game now over the next little while? I would even strip it back even further. I would just be looking for him to present himself fit every Monday for 20 weeks. Mm. You know I mean, if he can put 10 games in a row together, which he probably hasn't, I would say he's his performance graph is so stop-start that it just makes, I suppose, any capacity to have momentum extremely difficult. And if you, if you, if you look at it, I suppose, with a little bit of detail, we can see over the last 24 months, it's been two stop-start. But now, hopefully, the injuries are behind him and all he needs to do, and, and, and all he needs to do is, is understating it, is, is try and... Uh, present fish so he's on the pitch every week and if you're getting minutes in, in, in that jersey in that position with the experience you know has with confidence in the body he's just going to get better and better we touched on you uh, last week about Mike Prendergast and obviously it was uh, waiting to happen and now it's since happened um, the I just I wondered afterwards if the appointment and the style that he's been used to coaching at Racing, particularly that sort of uh, ambitious, expansive style, whatever you want to call it, is it just a case? So I suppose Munster fans are probably wondering, is that is he coming in now to do that with us? Or is it a case that he's just a very good coach and he can come in and, and play whatever he has in front of him? Yeah, he's both, I think. Uh, what is, I suppose, really important to stress to the listener is the fact that he has a, he has a, a very, very um, uh, suitable personality for coaching and the fact that he doesn't really uh, get stressed. He does get frustrated, but he's really good at channeling that for himself and then, I suppose, uh, empowering his players to play exactly how he wants to play the game. He has certain ideas, which he's very strong on, but I think he's also smart enough to understand the DNA of Munster and what make Munster players and supporters tick and how you combine that together. And that's very important as well. But in terms of a style of playing, he would be all over, I suppose, all the nuances of, of attack play. But I think the key to Mike is that he wouldn't be just uh, stuck in one model. You know, he's played a 1-3-3-1, he's played a 1-3-2-2, he's played a 2-4-2. So he, he, has, he has plenty of, I suppose... Um, 
tools in, in his toolbox. It's just a, which one he feels best at bringing out. But I think it'll be more around the environment, but also among, among the strategy and people wanting to get better with a framework that, that, that will see Mike excel. Channeling that frustration, is that something you've mentioned before, your good mates, you've chatted to him about? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been taking any of your bait yet. <laughs> You've battered it away very well. You're in game mode already. You're chipping away nicely. You're hoping that I crack. <laughs> I've taken that as a yes. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, uh, very best luck tomorrow. Really look forward to catching up with you again over the next few weeks. Thanks for yeah, exactly. on. See you next week, boys. Thank you. Cheers. 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 on the line there ahead of. Uh, fascinating weekend of and like look at it he's obviously joking about it there but why would you not well one of your best mates is so highly thought of actually what I was going to ask him was how why is Mike Prendergast so special uh, but he answered it like that's that ability that he's talking about like it's got head coach material written all over it as well I'm not Graham Roundtree just been appointed there's a there's, <laughs> they could have a very successful 20 years ahead but it did strike me as uh, he's that ability to be channel your frustration and not be, uh, what was the word he used? Not be stressed about it. Mm. It's incredible. It's quite an elitist mindset against Graham Ranchi. <laughs> Jesus, what wow. Is, what has I'm he done really to you? Uh, chipping away at the old monster people this morning, haven't they? Yeah. You all just that annoy you. I hate you, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, my weekend has been ruined. Um, well, it definitely rankled a bit. There were some people on oh, Twitch here that were talking better about believe it. it. Pwell74 on YouTube says, Oh, and get out of Dublin, and you might realise that not everyone's interested in the Champions Cup and the EPL. Uh, in the UK, obviously, there are far more people going to Munster hurling championship matches than are going to Munster rugby. Like, I mean, he does he does make a point, yeah. Maybe, like, I mean, I just need to get out of this goddamn city. Go, go see the world. Go see the country. Speak to the people.